0: Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we're back again. Um, it's been a slow week. Um, this is I'm I'm Dennis Ragland. That's Frank Nair. This is outside the square circle. I want to make sure that you guys get to know us, like us, subscribe, share, do all those wonderful things. We're gonna start off talking about a little bit of an old topic because nothing's really been happening in boxing. <laughs> yeah, it's kind. It's boxing. Is nothing's happening to the twentieth against. Um, Keith Thurman and Manny Pacquiao, so we're gonna go ahead and rehash some old things, and um, you guys tell us what you think about it.
1: Go ahead, Frank. Yeah, I think um just like Dennis said, and, and actually it was pretty ironic that our schedules the last couple of weeks re- really haven't lined up, but it worked out because not very much has happened over the last <laughs> couple of weeks. So we're like, if we would have recorded this episode a week ago, or even maybe a week and a half maybe even two weeks ago, we'd probably be talking about the same stuff anyway. So it really lined up well with everything, but we're here in episode eight. I think it's proper to start off with probably the biggest news, um, you know, or the biggest rumors we should say is that Canelo Alvarez and golden boy are really pushing hard for a Sergei Kovalev fight. Um, there's been a lot of rumors in terms of what the weight could be. If there's a rehydration clause at this point, I want to stay away from that because that's all hearsay. We really don't know. The one thing that we do know is, you know, they want the fight, clearly, right? So I just want to ask you, if the fight gets made, I want to ask you two things. One, do you think it's a good fight for Canelo? And two, do you think he can beat Sergey Kovalev?
0: Well, first of I'd say he got some balls. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he got some cojones on him. Yeah. I, to, to, for him to even want to do this says a lot about him as a fighter. You know? But I gotta say, I don't see why he wants this fight. He has good fights at 160.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's Demetrius Dimit- there's, there's Andrade down there. Mm-hmm. Good technical fighter. Can He can beat anybody on the, on, when, he, when he got his a game. Jamal Charlo, monster. Even though uh, he didn't quite, he didn't get his last Brandon out. He didn't knock like his last opponent out, but he did what he's supposed to. do. He dominated from from post to post. Canelo, I don't know what will make him want to take um, a challenge like this when there's other fights out there for him. So, for one, if he take this, can he beat Kovalev? He would have to fight the perfect fight Mm -hmm. because he's just a smaller fighter and Kovalev's going to gun for him. I don't know. This is the thing. I don't know if Canelo has enough power to make him respect him. I mean, Ward, when he fought Kovalev, he made Kovalev respect him. He had enough, he had, like, Andre Ward is not a mega knockout artist. Right. But he has enough to make you respect him and say, okay, I can't get hit with too many of those or it's, gonna, it's not going to be good for me. Do Canelo have enough power to say, I can't get hit with too many of those or it won't be good for me? Does Canelo possess that same thing? I don't know. So for him to win, for him to, for him to beat Kovalev, he would have to have, uh, um, what well, Chris Algieri-Coach was saying he had to have because, uh, uh, Manny Pacquiao, he has to have a master boxing exhibition.
1: That's, yeah. what,
0: that's what Canelo had to do. He, he, would have to have, he would have to have a master boxing fight to beat him.
1: Can yeah.
0: he do it? I don't think so. I don't think he can. But the fact that he's choosing him says him and his team see something. Or, or else, there's no, because Canelo don't need Kovalev. Listen, right. He to take this fight. For him taking this fight, one, he wants to beat the best. Two, he wants his name to go down with the all-time greats because it would. But let me say this. If Canelo took this fight and won, he's my number £one for mean, hes pound for
1: I mean, He's my number yeah. one pound for fat. <laughs> you, now, <there's>, <laughs> him, but
0: he's my number one. I'm not putting anybody over him if he beat Kovalev. If at he, that
1: because, point, look, there's not even an argument for anyone else at number one if he takes and wins that fight.
0: That's so. That's what I'm saying. So can he beat him? I don't know. But to beat him, he will have to have a, a master boxing exhibition. And the second thing, uh, what was the second question?
1: Do you think Do you think in general it's a good fight for him in terms of his career?
0: Legacy wise, it's a great fight.
1: Career yeah. Career
0: wise, it's not a good fight because he doesn't need it. It's a big risk that he doesn't need. If he, right. if he wants like. Listen, if he wants to fight if he wants to move up, There's guys at 168 mm-hmm. that he can fight. He's going to 175. He came for 154, down made it 154, did his thing at 160. He fought a 168 guy. Now he's trying to fight the best at 175. <laughs> he knows you see what I'm saying? Like yeah. he, he, he's he, he just jumped 168 because <clears throat> He didn't he, he doesn't have he didn't beat an official champion at 168. So he's right. just jumping at to go there. So it's it's not in terms of in terms of his career, it's not a good fight. If, if, if I'm if I'm um if i Oscar De La Hoya, man, I'm like Canelo. I'm talking to like Canelo,
1: listen. <laughs> we don't
0: need this. Let's think about it. Let's fight somebody at 168, then we go back and finish our business at 160 and we'll look spectacular doing so. If I'm Oscar De La hoy, that's what I'm doing. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I see, my thing is, there are two things that I wanted to touch on. You brought up one, you didn't go too deep in it, which is a good segue for myself. So one, just like you said, it's clear that they see something in Sergey Kovalev. But what I think they see is a false perception. And there's there, there's been this perception of Sergey Kovalev since he lost to Andre Ward, right? A- after the first fight, it was split down the middle maybe more people thought Kovalev won maybe 60 40 but it was a close fight and it was a very good fight the one thing that that fight did prove is that he's world class right you just competed with andre ward and arguably won so then the perception started to change in the second fight where he gets knocked out and for whatever reason people have kind of revised history to make it seem like andre ward dominated that fight and i remember me and you were talking and correct me if I'm wrong, I know myself, I had Sergey Kovalev up one round going into that knockout round. You had him down one round going into that round, if you remember. But uh-huh. I said all that to say it was, it was a close. close fight. It was a very, it was just like the first fight, or well, the second half of the first fight, where it was That's very give wasn't and take. Mad at
0: anybody that thought Kovalev won the first fight,
1: right? But the thing, right, and the thing was, people just kind of looked at the Andre Ward TKO seven or eight or whatever it was, and was like, oh, he and it Was like, did you guys actually watch the fight? Because Sergey was in that fight, like it was another competitive fight. Um, and then he goes in against uh, a later Alvarez. And in the first fight, I had him up. I think I had Alvarez winning one or two rounds going into that eighth or ninth or whatever it was. And he gets caught on the button and gets knocked out. And again, people are like, oh, Sergey's done. And I'm like, maybe has his punch resistance maybe gone down a little bit? Sure, maybe. But what I'm seeing with my eyes as him as a boxer, nothing's changed. Like, he's still a bad dude. You know what I mean? Like, then he goes in against Alvarez. He, gets the, um, he, he, he wins the rematch. And he looks spectacular. He boxed on the outside. He didn't really sit down on his punches as much to, you know, to avoid some more punches. So I'm looking at them and I'm saying, do you, are you guys falling for what I deem as a false perception out of Sergei Kovalev? Because realistically he's a big dude. He's coming in fight night, weighing 185, 190, right? Like he's just very, very big. And two, I think if you're talking about, um, you know, boxing skills, Canelo probably has the edge there, but Sergey isn't very far off. He's not the most defensive guy, but even moving, com- you know, coming forward, he's still attentive to defense. You saw what he did against Bernard Hopkins. I mean, you saw what he did against Andre Ward in both fights outside of the big right hand that hurt him really bad. He wasn't getting hit too flush with anything. So he's one of those guys that Eastern Euro that knows how to come forward and take the least amount of damage that you can while still pressuring somebody. Right, like he's good at shifting, he's good at distance management. It's hard for me to envision Canelo Alvarez winning that fight, and that's me being a huge Canelo fan. That's me having him number one on my pound for pound list currently. But it's like you kind of break down the style of the fight. You know, he he's gonna bank on Sergey Kovalev coming forward all night, and he's gonna look for counter shots. But if Sergey really wants to, he can stay on the outside just like he did against uh, Later. And and win the fight, I think, fairly easily. His, he's much lengthier. He's much bigger. And then if Canelo gets on the inside, he can just wrap him up. You know what I mean? Like I, I, And then you even look at it from a point where, you know, you brought up a great point where it's like, does Canelo have the power to bother him? Because if the game plan is, Sergey's going to come forward, and let's say Sergey does come forward and try to pressure him, does Canelo even have the power to keep him off of him all night? You know what I mean? Like, this is a legit 175-pound fighter. This isn't, you know, this isn't Rocky Fielding, and that's no disrespect, but this dude has proven on the world level multiple times that he's one of the best, and I think currently the best at 175. So it's it's a super dangerous fight, but I share the same sentiment as you. You have to take your hat off to Canelo. Like, I don't understand. People are going to always find something to say about whoever he fights, but if he takes this fight, I don't see what the criticism could possibly be. My second point with the Canelo thing, you know what this actually shows me, um, and I just thought about this actually the other day, I don't think Canelo's knees are going to stand up very much longer. I think they're planning, I think that's why he's, how you said, this is great for his legacy, but not necessarily his boxing career in in, in the immediate. I think that's why. I think he wants to start knocking on these doors that maybe he wouldn't have for a few more years, because... You're starting to hear about this knee. It had to get scoped a couple of times. He's wearing the knee brace in the ring. His lateral movement, granted, it's never been great, but when he's on the back foot, it's been very good. But now he's staying in the pocket a lot more, even coming forward a lot more, and something that you never really saw too much out of Canelo. You know what I mean? So I think that's the biggest point for me, is I think that's why he's looking towards a, a fight like that. And I wouldn't even be surprised... If he were to take another huge fight at either 168 or 175, if he beats Sergey, maybe a Callum Smith in England or something, who knows? But, yeah, I think think overall, man, there's a lot of points with that fight. And if it does get made, you know, we'll have a whole episode, obviously, really breaking down stylistically what each guy can do. But on the outside, I don't really like it for him. And the, the last thing really... You talk about the power that Canelo can bring at 175. The one thing we do know is that his chin is incredible. It was incredible at 154, 160, and then 168, Rocky didn't really land anything, but you would assume just with the confidence that he had that he wasn't scared of anything. But, man, showing up to 175 against one of the hardest pound-for-pound punchers in the game, I don't care how big of a chin you have. Canelo's about 5'7", 5'8". You know what I mean? Like, he's a small guy even for 160, so it's like... It's tough, but just like you said, you 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 have to applaud him. Um, anything else on that before we move on?
0: No, I mean I just hope his knees do last up. I don't want to see another Sergio Martinez. I mean, another guy that had great athletic ability when his knees cooperated, and it was it was like he was one. I love watching Maravilla. He was one yeah. of the guys I love watching him. His style, uh, the way he fought, the action he brought, uh, and then his career was ended um early by his knees i mean and, and, I, and i'm not saying that because like his age he was up in age this because he entered boxing at a later age but, right so he was still relatively young boxing wise i'm saying his career wise and i hope that doesn't happen to canelo but we'll see what's going to happen
1: agreed i agree wholeheartedly so moving on we'll stick into the relatively same division here we had a couple of guys we can kind of talk about both at once, just so the episode isn't too long uh, to give you guys a sneak behind the curtain. We have a pretty long list of, uh, of points here. So I think if, if we were to elaborate very deeply, this episode would be, I, I think, a little too long. But, uh, you know, Jamal Charlo, you alluded to him. He didn't get the knockout versus Brandon Adams, but did what he had to do. Andre, same thing against Sulecki, uh, was pretty dominant. But towards the end of the fight, I know a lot of people didn't like the way he finished it. I want to ask you this. Um and then maybe you can even break down each fight as well but who do you think had the better performance?
0: Um I think Andrade looked better. They okay. both they both did what they had to do. They both fought very tough guys. But I just thought and- Andrade he got it, he dropped the guy and he 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 made it look like he was supposed to he wasn't supposed to be in the ring with him. And that's right. what it. Was. You know what I mean? That it was it, it was how he did it. He made it look like hey I'm a level above you and I'm gonna show why I am a champion and why you're not. (laughs) Right. That's 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 why I had to pick Andrade. But no disrespect to Jamal, because Jamal did his thing too. He dominated from I think I gave I gave that guy one round. So he dominated
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, I gave him one round. said eleven rounds he dominated that guy. And he and he and he showed that he was on a different level. Jamal showed that he's he's not some uh, uh, contender that he's a champion. Jamal is a champion. It's only a it's only a matter of time before he becomes champion at one sixty like he was at one fifty four.
1: Were you disappointed in either of them for not getting a knockout?
0: No. No uh because they were fighting two guys that knew how to evade it. Right. You know what I mean? They right, weren't right. like they wasn't fighting chinny guys. It's like oh man he's chinny. Or they weren't fighting guys that didn't that that, that let's say this guy has zero power, so you should be able to press him on and get him out of there. Uh, they wasn't fighting guys that um, had been knocked out a bunch of times before. They were fighting guys that knew how to avoid getting knocked out. Those those guys were tough guys, and they came they, they came and put on a great show. They, they made the fight competitive for what they could do, and you're not going to knock everybody out.
1: Right. Yeah, I, I share the same sentiment. The only disappointing thing for me – uh, well, a couple of things from each guy. And granted, this is me being very nitpicky, but I'm going to do this because I look at these guys as two of the best at 160 and guys that, you know, should be in the conversation of fighting Canelo and or Triple G next. But I think these are some of the reasons why they're not. For me, the only thing that was disappointing for me and Andre, it wasn't that he didn't get the knockout. And, and this is, this is, happened for you know quite some time now it seems like his power itself fades later in fights he gets early knockdowns he gets mid-round knockdowns and I'm not saying I want the knockout every single time I'm not even saying I necessarily want a knockout but it seems as fights go as fights continue to, to go on that the his opponent doesn't necessarily respect his power anymore. But just like you alluded to he's such a good boxer that he's still in control so that aspect really doesn't mean anything anymore. But I will say this, I don't think that favors him very well in a fight against a guy like Triple G, because if you st- if that power starts fading and he no longer respects you, we've seen Triple G take some, I mean, take multiple shots to try and land his one shot. So you, I mean, and that's why I think Canelo beat him, especially that second fight, <laughs> because, you know what I mean, Canelo made him respect his power for 12 rounds. He's not just going to go in on you on all pressure. And and I would like to see Andre, um, you know, I don't know if it's he's not sitting down on his punches later in fights, or he's just conserving his energy. He doesn't want to get too sloppy, but I just feel like he can't get away with that at the elite level. Nonetheless, I was very impressed by his performance. Um, I was actually really impressed with Brandon Adams too. I'd seen him fight before, yeah. And and you had even said it. You're like he reminds me. Of, he reminds you of Sean Porter, and I thought it was a pretty good comparison, but. He boxed pretty well on the back foot, and there were even times where I thought he was in control of, of some rounds. Just like you, I think I gave Brandon Adams two, maybe three rounds, but I was being a little bit generous towards him because I did enjoy the way he was he was fighting. But all in all, you know, Jamal Charlo <laughs> dominated the fight. But um, I would like to see him again. I would like to see him against someone maybe on the B level or C level to see really where he is to to further assess him. him
0: but they, 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 they were saying that he's a 154 guy. So if
1: if if, yeah. if he's
0: a 154 guy, I would love to see him there. I think he mixes up well against anybody at 154.
1: I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah, I mean, you could tell he's a very muscle-bound guy. But even his height, his height wasn't there for 160. Yeah. And and he he was almost a little too muscular for 160. He like he he moved up in weight, and instead of being a little flabby, which you know. Physique really doesn't ever mean anything, but usually you're able to be a little bit more fluid if you're not as tight when you're that muscular. But he just gained the muscle as he, you know, he moved mm-hmm. up to the weight class. But um, no, I but just like you, I certainly wasn't disappointed in either fighter. I thought they both put on good performances. Um, I think Jamal, Jamal really didn't get out of first gear, and I think we've kind of seen that with him in at well at the 160 pound division. Even the, the the couple of times he's gotten when he's, the knockout, when he
0: kind of cruises sometimes.
1: Yeah, and that's the one thing... The one thing that I did see from Andre is that, especially early in the fight, once the second half of the fight came, he didn't really press for the knockout anymore, but he at least went for it. I want to see someone like Jamal Charlo with that shotgun jab and that huge right hand, like, at least go for it. You know what I mean? Like, if you have to take a round or two off because maybe you punched yourself out, fine, but you're winning this fight anyway. So it's like, at least... That was the only thing that I think I was was disappointed with him, but all in all, he looked great. Um, Do you think... Do you think either of them? Or first of all, do you think there's a possibility that they fight each other next? If not, I do you think? That. Yeah, but I would also like either fighter to to fight Danny Jacobs next. I think that has the possibility to be a great fight and a measuring stick for both of them.
0: You know what? Um, I would like both of them just to, to uh, uh, be like, because I don't want them to. I don't want them to. I I, I kind of. Don't want them to fight each other yet, but I wouldn't be <laughs> mad at that. Right. I would like to see Jamal fight, like... Um, I would like to see him fight a young, tough guy. So i, I like somebody... You know, I, I'm trying to think, like, who could he fight at 160, at that level, who used to be a former champion to somebody?
1: I but, think Derevianchenko could be a good fight for either yeah, of them as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, because... But if they can't get that, by all means, they should go ahead and fight each other. Go ahead yeah. and fight each other, and the winner—I feel like the winner that deserves Triple G or Canelo—if oh, I- they fight each other, then, then they deserve to get that that payday. But I, right now, if I'm if I'm they got if I'm if I'm they promoter, I'm looking for somebody tough, like you said, to get these guys and see, hey, can there be? Because Canelo's looking elsewhere for his competition right now. Right. Triple. But you know what? I'm going to be honest. I think Andrade being the champion deserves a Triple G fight. I, I, that's I think fair. He des- he's a champion. He has a title. Right. You know I mean? So he deserves a Triple G fight. I mean, if, if they make it with Charlo, that's cool because he's a worthy opponent. But he deserves a, he deserves a payday. You know he, he he's he not only did he win the title, but he's fighting his defenses and showing that he is a true champion. He deserve he deserves a Triple G fight.
1: I agree, I agree with you. I I will say this the the one thing that um and maybe I, you you we can even get your opinion on this as well. But I was talking to one of my buddies the other day, and um you know you see a lot of people who will say, oh well, why why won't Triple G or Canelo fight you know Andre? We'll just use Andre as an example. Um. And then the, the answer usually is, well, he hasn't really earned it. He hasn't, you know, kind of how I said before, I want him to have, because I know he has the talent, but I want him to have that fight that says, I'm here, I'm ready, I want, you know, I, I, I now have this resume that deserves that. And then the retort normally is, oh, well, did Rocky Fielding deserve it? Or did Chavez Jr. deserve it? or right. did? And I get that. I 100% understand that. But the way people have to look at things is that, if I'm picking between a litter of guys who don't really deserve to fight me, why am I going to pick the hardest fight? Like, right. what people have to realize is that these guys aren't scared of each other. Like, it's very, it's very, very seldom and very far and few between that, that someone is, like, li- literally scared of another fighter. This is a business at the end of the day. So when you look at it from that lens, it totally makes sense why these fights aren't happening. But then you look back um, with Arislandi Lara, He just kept calling out Canelo. He kept knocking out these wins and saying, I want Canelo. He goes to the press conference. He put himself in that position. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, that's what I want to see from these guys. Even if they're not fighting the best of competitions, do not stop talking about Triple G or Canelo. And it seems like, I mean, if someone asked them about them, oh, yeah, sure, I'd love that fight. I do want to fight them. I think I can beat them. Dude, get on Instagram every day. Tweet Oscar De La Hoya. He's going to respond to you. You know what I mean? Like, tweet and Like, Get your name out there some way, somehow, if you're not going to put together a performance, like a, a, a knockout, real type of performance that's going to go viral on SportsCenter and, the, and ESPN's Twitter. And people start talking like, oh man, I would really like that. But if the public's not demanding it, you have to put yourself in that position. You know what I mean?
0: Absolutely.
1: But I mean, just like you, you said, you got to knock
0: on that door. You, you, you got to knock on that door until somebody answers you.
1: Yep. No, I, I, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, something else that I, 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 wanted to touch. Did you get a chance to see the Rigandow fight?
0: Yeah. Against, against Julio Seja.
1: Julio Seja. That was an entertaining ass fight. Like I wasn't expecting it to be. That was a fight. didn't fight like himself like that
0: though. No. He, he, like he, you know, I used to be doing all that. He, he stood yeah. there and was like, let's go.
1: Yeah. So I, well, that's what I wanted to ask you. Obviously we know he's not the youngest guy. Do you think his legs are just gone?
0: You know what? I feel like to me, this is just my opinion. He that was a I got something to prove fight after the Lomachenko because he like after the Lomachenko quitting pretty much he pretty much got embarrassed. That was him saying, "I'm here, I'm not done. I'll give you guys exciting fights." Because remember, he was being criticized for being too boring, right? You know, because he, because he was just so defensive minded and on t- pop shot moving, not really mixing it in. He, he stood there and was like, you know what? I'm gonna give you guys what you want and I'm gonna give you guys an exciting one. I <laughs> really feel like he that there was a I'm here, I'm not done, everybody. Right. Look at this fight.
1: Yeah, no, and it could be that realistically, I think there's only two options with that answer. It's either yeah, his he's, his legs are completely shot, or just your answer is like no. Like I I think he still has some legs and he'd he would use them if he had to, but he just wanted to show everyone, hey, just like you said, I'm here, here's a highlight reel knockout, here's me flashing my power a little bit, and me giving the fans some excitement. So I really don't know where I stand with that. I guess I want to see his next fight to make the further assessment, but I mean, you right. could be completely right, you know what I mean? I would certainly hope that that's the case, because just like you pointed out with, uh, with Sergio Martinez, I don't like when you see fighters... You know what I mean? Like start to lose that ability, yeah. especially when it's just like one fight they have it, then all of a sudden, bam, it's gone. They're a totally no. different fighter. Yeah, that's always really, really demoralizing. Do you think? Well, let um, me think. I want to know about the knockout, though. Do you agree with that knockout? That's what I was just gonna say. Um, I, 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 I didn't. I, I, I didn't like the me stoppage. <laughs> that being said, I mean, he, he. I thought he was hurt. I thought he was pretty hurt. I do think. Rigondeaux was gonna go on to finish that fight because make no mistake, it, just like you said, he gets this this rap that oh he's boring, he moves, he pot shots, but when he has a fighter hurt, he knows how to finish. He's finished guys in the past, and he has very good power, you know, for the one twenty two, one twenty six pound weight class. Um, that being said, I I just felt like Seha he followed the referee's instructions. He moved forward. He was bouncing on his toes like. I don't, I don't know what he
0: seeing that made him
1: stop it. Right. that was That's what I mean. Like, his facial expression didn't really change. He didn't look like he was disgruntled at all. He didn't look like he was distraught. I mean, it looked like he wanted to continue. It looked like, granted, he was hurt, but it did look like his legs were under him enough that you could have given him another chance in there at it. So, yeah, and I'm, I'm usually not the one to say things are too early because the one thing that me and you have always touched on is that this isn't a, a game. These guys aren't playing boxing. This is life and death quite literally. I mean, we saw Donna Stevenson, you know, earlier in the year or late last year, you know, go into a coma after a fight. We've seen guys like Jermaine Taylor have a brain bleed after fights. Zab Judah is the more recent example, having brain bleed. So I'm never the one to, to be too critical, but I, I wasn't a fan of the stoppage. I, I thought, especially cause I thought to say how was up in the fight. I thought he was winning the fight. So it's like when you add even that element in, you know what I mean? Like you have to, I feel like you have to give the guy every chance that, that you can. Um, I mean, what do you think's next for Rigondeaux? I, I, I definitely think he's gonna get another big fight before it's all said and done with his career. Um, I, I think politics wouldn't get involved in this, but I, w- me personally, I would like a Gary Russell fight. I don't think I think they're very similar in size. I think I think especially with the way that Riggo fought this last fight, like mm-hmm. if he fights anything like that, that's gonna be a very entertaining fight.
0: That's what, that's what I want to see. I want to see him fight another fight and make sure that he uh, get his confidence back, get him back rolling. and after that. Um I, I want to see him at 126 man. Like, mixing yeah. up with those names. Uh those Gary Russells, those guys that got titles there and then uh, from there um go go for the champion. Become a see if you can become a champion again, prove everybody right or wrong that right. I think you can or will uh are, are, is done by that performance. I mean that's what I say.
1: No, I I I agree. I think I think there there's really only There's a singular direction to his career at this point because he is getting older, and, and, I mean, his legs may be shot. So I think you get another fight in just as another tune-up, and then you put him right back in, whether it's for a belt or not. But it's going to be a a really big name, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not his next fight, but the fight after that. Um, I wouldn't
0: be mad at him versus um, Leo Santa Cruz.
1: I wouldn't be mad at that either. That's a fight that I mean, that's a fight that he wanted some years ago, and Leo's yeah, camp I, really I mean, didn't want any part of it. <laughs> but,
0: I, but I think they'll take it now because I think he's, yeah.
1: he,
0: he guys are more inclined to take a fight when they see that he's he's not he's not invincible,
1: right? I so agree. I think
0: Leo would be like, ah, I can beat this guy probably now.
1: Right. I would. I would love it. I, I would absolutely. And I think now is the time that it would be more competitive. The time that Rigondeaux's team wanted it. I think he would have took Leo to school. Leo was still very raw at that point. I think that's why his team steered clear of it. Like, he he caught a lot of crit- criticism for it, but realistically, I don't think Leo said no to it. Granted, in the interviews, he was kind of bullish, but I think that was his team saying, hey, when his name gets brought up, just, just dance around it. Yeah. We're not, you know what I mean? We're not, I don't know if they told him we're not ready for it, but I think everyone knew at that point that they weren't. Um, but I think moving on, um, you know, we already talked about one Charlo. What did you think about uh, Jermel Charlo's performance against Jorge Cota a few weeks ago?
0: Uh, trying to re- remembering it, he looked great. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm ready for him to like. He don't need another fight show, like, I'm ready for him to to get his title back if he can. Because right. Because I'm be honest, I thought he won the first fight. No, I'm, I'm one of the people that thought he won.
1: I I'm I'm in there with you.
0: And there's no there's no knock to him. Uh to the, what's, uh, who did he fight again? Um uh, Tony
1: Harrison. Tony
0: Harrison. There's no knock to Tony Harrison at all. Because Tony Harrison came out there and boxed his ass off. Yeah. But but he I don't think he beat the champion. I don't think he took the title. But the judges seen it other way. So I'm ready for that fight to happen. And after that, I, I really wanna I, I wanna see uh, um Jermail I want to see him and and, and uh, Ericsson Lubison mix it up, man. I I, Lubitson, I, I think I think, Lube, I think Lubin, he's, he, he, I think Eric Ericsson Lubin, he's. I, I really think he got his head back. I really think he's more focused now. I don't. Yeah. Think, I don't think the moment is too big for him. I think now he's more grounded and he's ready for it. And he's gonna learn from that knockout because I seen his last fight. He, he looked, looked good. Like he's learned from it and like he's 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 positioning himself better. Uh, he's more hes more smart and defensive-minded. Uh, so I would like to see that fight if Charlo can get his belt back.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that rematch is pretty inevitable. Like, you you had a dude who was 21 years old going in there against Jermell Charlo, and there certainly isn't any excuse. I don't remember if we were podcasting consistently, but I remember both of you, I mean, both me and you had this sentiment. I didn't like the fight when it happened. I thought he was too right. green still. Like, I just did not. Like, Jermell had been tested to a, to that point, that you know what I mean? Like you knew he what had he was. Some guys, right. Exactly. Anybody yet. He didn't have that experience just yet, but yeah, I, I would I would be interested in it. I thought the fight itself. I mean, Jermel did what he had to do. No disrespect to Jorge Koda. He's a solid fighter, but Jermel was clearly head and shoulders above him. Uh, Look spectacular. uh You know, with with the knockout. I will say this. Well, a lot, let me ask you before I tell you my opinion, because the the rumor mill has churned, and I don't think we touched on it too much. Do you think that Tony Harrison faked an injury to not fight Jermell immediately? You know what?
0: It's two parts to me. It's like the devil and the angel on both shows. <laughs> the devil part was like, "Nigga, you ain't ready."
1: Right, right. That's
0: it. When he said that, he's like, "Oh, I, I don't want to for I, I want to." Uh, because remember, he made a uh, um. Kevin Durant got injured. He made like a tweet, like, Oh, this is why I don't listen to fans. I don't rush back. I was like, Bull oh, crap, bro. You just weren't ready for the fight. <laughs> you want to hang on to that. And I even said it to you. He wants you to hold that title a little bit longer. But then it's the other side, like, you know what? You got to give a guy the benefit of the doubt. These guys are training hard. They're beating their bodies up, sparring. Injuries are prone to happen. You got to give them the benefit of the doubt. So. With that saying, with that, with, with that being said, when I come together, I say, you know what? I think that it was a genuine uh, injury. I think he could have fought with it, but he didn't want to say he, he didn't want to have that excuse of I fought with this and I lost. So, so he wanted to be fair to himself, and that's fine to be fair to yourself. Give yourself the best shot to win. He wanted to be fair to himself to say, you know what? I don't want no excuses, and this time because i always hear it fighters always say nobody's 100% healthy right Go, like you always going to have a little nicks and dinks you're just going to have to live with it and fight with it you're not going to have 100% healthy so if i i just want to get so i just want to say you know what i'm ready for the fight to happen now no more excuses you had that you passed it let's fight
1: i agree and i'm i'm it's funny that we we pretty much agree um, exactly when it comes to that opinion, I do think it, it was an actual injury. I don't think it was bad enough for him to actually pull out, though. I, I think it was just how you said he didn't want to have anything wrong with him going into the fight that way, you know, he didn't have that ex, that excuse afterwards. It's like, oh, well, I actually hurt my ankle in training camp, and then everyone said, because then, I mean, you, you, you know, so, the same fans who got mad at him for pulling out would have been the same ones like, oh, shut up, you should have just pulled out then if you were right. hurt, and it's like. You can't win for losing, you know what I mean? But um, I'm curious to see if he's going to take that fight immediately, I mean, with there being a little bit of a layoff. Do you think – I would actually be upset if he did this, but do you think he should or will take a tune-up fight now, maybe to kind of hold on to that belt for a little bit longer before before hopping back in the ring that with your belt?
0: That would be the chump way out. I would have to be real. As yeah, a fan, that's a chump way out. That he gave you the opportunity to fight him. You won. Give that man his rematch and give him the opportunity. You beat him this time, you move on, you do whatever you want with your with your title and your career. But he gave you the opportunity, give it back to him.
1: I agree. Especially, especially just like you alluded to, most people think Charlo won that fight. Um I've seen guys even have it as wide as like nine to three for Charlo, which I think was what was it was a bit much i had it seven five for charlo but i thought it was a firm seven five like that was the most rounds i could give to harrison um but that being said the general consensus is that you lost the fight so it's like you can't i i I wouldn't if i were him i would want to be hungry to get back in there to prove i mean kind of like tim bradley after he beat Pacquiao in the first fight a lot of people thought man he won he said look i got to get back in there i have to show that i won he Ultimately, lost the next two fights, but I respect that mindset. I mean, we can go on for days about Tim Bradley, though. That that that's our yeah. boy. Like just, just everything to, that's about not him, me. yeah. Mentality. No, people people just aren't cut from from the cloth that that Tim is. He was a uh, he was just a a, a a true you know a true fighter at the end of the day. Um, really, only a couple of points for us to get through here, uh, guys, before we get out of here. Um, we may have another player here at heavyweight. And I think, I I, I I mean, we certainly have both done it, but I think he's been sort of the forgotten man. Obviously lost to Anthony Joshua. Um, but Joseph Parker looked pretty good beating Alex Leopie. Granted, Leopie is getting old. I mean, not getting older. He's old now. He doesn't look himself. He looked out of shape. Um, seen
0: that like, Leopie used to be big and muscular.
1: Yeah, now he, he looks.
0: looks... Like... He, now he, he just looks like um, a Samoan.
1: He looks like the Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> That's how
0: said, like, like you
1: know how the Samoans are big, but they yeah. not like
0: muscular big, they just body big. That's how he looks. They're like
1: they're like boulders, yeah. Like there's yeah. no there's no definition but just big, yeah. Um do you think I mean, well let me ask you this. I don't think we have to assess the fight. Joseph Parker won every single second of the fight up until the stoppage. Would you put Joseph Parker in the top 5 at heavyweight right now?
0: No but he's
1: in the top ten yeah, I think top so where do you think do you think top nine or is he number ten? he's in the top nine so is he number eight he's right he's right around like number eight and nine if I
0: had to like okay. dig through it he's right okay,
1: okay. Nine. that's fair i think i he I think he would be anywhere from like seven to nine from it I have to really sit down and make the list, but I think that's fair i think um I mean you know, he uh, had some pretty strong words in regards to Andy Ruiz basically saying, like, I wouldn't even take the fight even now that he has the belts because I already beat him. Uh, what did you think about that? I think
0: that he would be a fool
1: to not <laughs> take that fight.
0: He would be a fool to not take that fight and not get those titles and then get all except the man. And now he can demand a fight. Now he can demand... If you want if you want to rematch with AJ for big money, there you right. go. If you want to unify and say Wilder, let's go. Nice big money fight, let's go. He would be a damn fool to say, oh, I already beat you before, so I don't need to beat you again. No, 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 no. You got something I won't. Let's go again. I right. will beat you again.
1: Yeah, yeah. no, I, I agree. I was actually pretty surprised by his sentiments. He's like, Yeah, I already beat him, so like I don't have too much to prove, but I'm thinking like if you feel that, granted, like I, I've i told people before, I had Ruiz winning that fight. Granted, it was very close. But, like, if you felt very strongly that you beat him, why wouldn't you rematch? And and now that the stakes are even higher, like, I, that was kind of weird. But that being said, he's in a good position right now, Joseph Parker is. I think, uh, you know, some good fights for him looking forward. Obviously, Ruiz and AJ are going to get it on again. So you throw those two names out of there. Wilder... Uh, and, and Fury are going to be on their trajectory, so you get them out of there. But I would be really interested to see him fight Jarrell Miller now that he's had to really take a back seat because the guy who replaced him beat Anthony Joshua. You know what I mean? So, I mean, does that almost make too much sense where it's like it probably won't happen because it makes so much sense, or do you see that fight next for him?
0: I don't, I don't, I don't you know what, man? You just never can tell, but I don't right. think it's going to happen. It makes a lot of sense, but I don't think it's gonna happen. I I think uh, I gotta see how things shake up in the the division. I, I because right now I would I would like to see like him and Dylan White, would just make a great fight.
1: That's another good fight. Yeah,
0: but will that happen? Probably not. You just never know how things going to shake up in the heavyweight division. But, I, I mean, if I'm the matchmaker, I'm making those fights because those, those are the fights that you get to see who really deserves the title shot. Yeah. You know, so, you know what I mean? Because yep. after Wilder fights... Well, Wilder's pretty locked up because he's got, he's, he got Ortiz then then Fury again. Yep. But after Wuriz and uh, an AJ fight, you want to be the guy to say, hey, I want that rematch with either one of them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think matching him against a Jarrell Miller, against a Dillian White, that gives you a stake, just like you said, to say, hey, I just beat this guy. I deserve this fight now. But right. because these guys are taken up, it also gives you an opportunity to take another, a, a softer touch to stay in shape before you would right. ultimately get one of those guys. So with like, you would be able to take one of those soft touches, like another Alex Leopide type of fight, and no one would criticize you because they're like, look, you're in line for this fight now. Cool, stay in shape, get your training camp over with. And then now you have it. So it's like, that's who I would be targeting if I was him in his camp. But just like you said, we really have to see how things shape up. Um, I mean, last thing for me um, that I was at, I was probably more disappointed than most fans were just because I know people who enjoy UFC and just kind of non-boxing combat sports. But obviously, Paulie Malignaggi lost in his bare knuckle fight. What was that? I think three weeks ago now, two or three weeks ago. Um, Did you get a chance to see that?
0: I watched most of it. I didn't watch all of it. I caught it in the later rounds, but yeah, you know, I did catch it. Um Paulie was he was boxing, but he he wasn't really dominating like I thought he would. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was, the, he was letting the other guy uh, advance on him too much. Like he wasn't as busy as I thought he would be. I thought he'd be moving around, busy and fast. He he wasn't. I, I you know I gotta say this. I think Paulie just needs to focus on commentating because he's great at that. I think his best boxing days, bare knuckle or with gloves, are behind him. And before something happens like getting really injured or we've seen his hands, not his hand, his hand like it was messed up again. Yeah, I think, he, I think it's time for him to gracefully bow out and say, hey, you know what? I've done this. I've been a two-time champion. Uh, I'm going to lead this sport for the
1: younger guys. I agree. I think um, my prediction was that he was going to, you know, really, really beat the dude and probably stop him, not necessarily on a big knockout punch, but based on cuts, because Mm -hmm. he's a very, just like you said, he's very fast. He's very accurate. He's one of those dudes that without gloves, I mean, he was cutting people up with gloves because he was, you know what I mean? Like he had that good jab and um, his punches weren't always, I mean, he didn't sit down on them too much, but he, he, he knew how to really place them. Um, and I just, the one thing, just like you said, um, I'm blanking on his opponent, uh, uh, Lobov. He let Lobov come forward a ton. I know he broke his hand, but it's like you knew that coming into the fight that your hands were brittle, so why are you sitting down on big right hands when, one, you're not a big puncher already, and, two, your hands have broken in the past. I was 100% expecting him to go in with the mindset of all I have to do is continue to touch this guy, be quick, be accurate, and touch him. I don't have gloves on. I'm going to hurt him either way just because I can place these punches well. Mm-hmm. and in the second round, don't get me wrong, the punch was beautiful. It landed great. He jabbed in the stomach, came up top with the right hand, and like a lot of people predicted, he hit him right on the forehead and shattered his right hand, and he didn't throw it for the rest of the fight, really. Uh, and ultimately, he he lost. And um, I actually I enjoyed the buildup to it, though. I, I I thought it was good, um, but I was very disappointed just because you kind of, I think just as diehard boxing fans, we kind of have that natural... I guess, uh, rivalry with MMA. So it, 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 sucks to see, you know, one of your guys lose in granted. It wasn't actually boxing, but in, in a form of boxing, uh, that kind of gives a, a tally score to the MMA community, which doesn't really sit well with me. So right. I really hope the one thing, uh, Chael Sonnen and he, he's a, he's a douchebag. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. He, he's a yeah. MMA, UFC guy. And he had said afterwards, like, Oh, this just further. He's been saying this for years, but he's like, it just further proves that boxing's not really a sport. Like it's 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 bullshit. It's not it's not good. Like those guys aren't really, you know, they're not athletic. They don't do anything well. They only know how to throw punt. Like that's it. Like they they don't have anything else. And so Paulie was like, okay, cool. You weigh one hundred and seventy five pounds. Go fight Sergey Kovalev. Exactly. Like go fight like. And I would love to see like you you get in the ring with Sergey Kovalev and then say that. I mean, but forget even Sergey. Get in the ring with like a top fifty dude. A top seventy, get in the ring with an amateur who fights I'm it. You can get your fucking head knocked off. Yeah.
0: Get, get in. There. I, I want just getting there with a named guy at one seventy five, And no, you know what I mean. Just getting there with one of these guys, and I and I bet you uh, you'll be seeing a difference too. If, if not, we've seen we've seen what happened when um, uh, Conor McGregor, like he said, it's a whole different thing from five yep. rounds to twelve rounds. You'll yep. be gassed, first of all. And you're going
1: to get probably put out just because you, you're you going to be so gassed. Yeah. I mean, fuck, you could probably put Bernard Hopkins back in there. He still looks like he's in shape. He would beat the shit out of Sonnen, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff, man. Yeah, so, guys, I mean, a little bit longer episode than usual. But like I said, we've had some things build up over the last couple of weeks. There's not too much to talk about. We're going to be back next week. I would say that unless there's really big news, uh, the, the, it, it'll be pretty much a whole preview of Pacquiao versus Thurman. That's going to be the big fight coming up, not this Saturday, but the following Saturday. Um, I'm very excited for the fight. I think it's going to be. I think it can go a multitude of ways. I think. Um, I think knockout is on the table for both guys. That'll be something that me and you, you know, will really touch on next week. But guys, um, you know, thanks for listening. Like Dennis said at the top of the episode, remember to subscribe at, wherever you're listening. We're on YouTube. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Apple Podcasts and we're on Spotify. So you know, subscribe. There, we don't. We don't have a consistent day where we do release the episode. So, if you're subscribed, you'll know exactly when it's uploaded. Um, outside of that, remember to follow us on Instagram as well as like our Facebook page. Both uh, are outside the squared circle. If you type that in the search bar, will be the first thing that pops up. Um, but thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back next week. Dennis, any last words before we get out of here? Like, share, subscribe. <laughs> do that. We need that. Exactly. All right, guys. See you next week.